Hello, and welcome back to SAS Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 151. And if you can't tell, we both have colds this week. This is my first time being sick in like a year and a half. Yes, and we're powering through for you, the listeners. Normally we record on Tuesdays, but today's Thursday, you know, just had to wait it out for our voices. We'll mute ourselves if we start coughing, but yes. You know, or, yeah, that's okay. We don't, we, we don't want you hearing us hack it up along or don't something. Don't worry. Yeah. We won't put you yeah. through that or I'll edit it out if <laughs> uh, it does happen. But Brian, how are you? Well, I'm I'm actually on the recovering end of my uh, cold or whatever. Same with me. And uh, it, was, it was not fun. Literally this entire week, all I've been doing is recovering. I, I well, you've not, been working. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I didn't get I didn't get days off, unfortunately. But I'm working from home, so it didn't. I, I definitely would have asked for days off if I was working in the office, because you know, like, a, it's probably not the greatest to be like coughing in the office. People would just be like, "What the heck are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. And B, it was it was a rough cold. I don't, I don't know. Not not as bad for me, but yeah. Apparently, you are got the better immune system. Who, who would have guessed? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you would have, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, so besides that, I got to finish uh, my TV show. I've been watching Loki. Mm-hmm. It was a quick mini series of six episodes, about 40 minutes long each, where it just branches. Uh, it's, you know, like there's many Marvel characters and it's just like a little mini series with uh, Loki. He was usually portrayed as the villain within the Marvel series, but uh, it's always interesting to see like a villain's perspective of him trying to like redeem himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the way it ended, it looked at a lot. It looks like there was either going to be a season two or it's, it had quite an open ending that they might be the tip off point for whatever Marvel tries to do with the, you know, their extended universe with multiple characters and, you know, all sorts of movies. Cause uh, in the previous Marvel movies, they concluded all the, all the ones with, you know, like Captain America Iron Man and all, you know, like the, the classic ones. Their stories, I think, have all come to an end. So they're going to try to figure out what to do next. There's a lot of comics uh, out there. So I'm sure they'll create some stories. And uh, yeah, so I guess I accidentally watched probably the beginning of whatever Marvel is trying to do next. So that should mm-hmm. be interesting. Um, other than that, uh, just chilled, watched another episode of The Bachelorette. Which watched uh, Manifest, where I think we're on episode 10 or 11 of the first season. <laughs> oh, yes. Season. Yes, we've definitely been uh, moving along in that series. It's so good. I absolutely love it. Um, there's three seasons, right, Mary? Yeah, the first two are on Netflix, and the last season's on Peacock. Yeah, yeah. So, so we still got some time. Still got quite the ways to go, which is good. Usually, I just binge through these things in, like, two or three days, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. But... So far, it's you know it's gone through a couple of weeks, which is great. It's not used. I'm not used to this, but I'm I'm glad that I did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how about you, Mary? How's how's your week coming along? Good. This past weekend, I got to hang out with Braden and Marina, and we walked around Green Lake, and that was really fun. And then we both helped uh, Hannah and Corey move into their apartment. Saw Ashley, my old roommate and old coworker and friend, and also got to see some of my family. Uh, my aunt and uncle are moving, and so. And my, one of my cousins and her husband are too. And so we all, they, we had a farewell uh, and got to see their house for the last time before they move. Um, I also got my inflatable kayak that I mentioned last week. And I was so excited. I inflated it in my apartment um, because I've had a cold. I haven't had time to go out and 
you know, use it yet. Kayak. <laughs> yeah. But I got, uh, it came with a foot pump, but I decided to get an electric pump to make it a little bit easier. So that came today. Um, and yeah, that's basically been my life. I haven't done too much since uh, Tuesday when I started, you know, having the cold symptoms, but that's okay. Yeah. I just absolutely love the fact that, you know, you like, you like had an impulse. You're like, man, kayaking's fun. No, I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It just see, seemed like to me, like you kayaking just came out of the blue and then bam, you got a kayak. No. And you're- I've been kayaking several times in the last few years. And every time I go, it's like 20 to $25 an hour to rent. Mm-hmm. And you know, t- like $25 for a two person one. And so the kayak was $175. And so, and yeah, I bought life jackets. And so it's like, if I just use it for eight hours worth of time, then I'll make my money's worth. And I know I will. So that That's was good. my reasoning. <laughs> Fair and reasoning. I've been thinking about it for a while, but then I was like, you know what? I got the Amazon gift card for referring Brian to, you know, our apartment buildings. And so it's time to spend it. There you go. It's got to spend it. It's no point. Mm-hmm. Just hold on to it. So this week we're going to talk about the past two episodes of the bachelorette. Um, this is week five and week six. So we're about halfway through the bachelorette this season already. Um, and they just actually announced that. So there'll be bachelor in paradise in August, which I never watched that show. And then the next season of the bachelorette is going to be airing in mid October with Michelle. So um, anyways, starting with week five, the previous episode ended with Thomas being sent home and the guys are still very happy about that. And they think that there's no drama left in the house, which they keep saying that. And the new, you know, villain keeps popping up, but, uh, Tasha goes to Katie's room and tells her there's a mystery guy from her season that wants to meet Katie. Um, and he wants to join the group and of guys and vie for her heart, uh, also. And it turns out it's Blake who, so he was the guy. So last season of The Bachelorette was half Claire, half Tasha. So this is basically his third time um, attempting attempting to date a Bachelorette, which is like, yes. okay, are you just here for the fame or what? Yes. But um, so it turned out to be Blake. And what's another weird thing about him is that with Claire, he was the only one that sent her a message on Instagram during uh, – the pandemic before her season started um, filming and like ask how she was doing. And then turns out he also sent a message to Katie before they started filming. So it's like, okay, you're just pulling the same shtick on both bachelorettes, but whatever. Um, so, you know, Blake walks into the room with all the other guys and they just basically stare at him. They're like, we're not happy about this. Like, what do you, we're not going to give you a round of applause when we walk in. Yeah, it was so awkward. They were just they were just staring at him. And it was even worse, too, because he's, he's like, I know uh, this might be a little awkward, but yeah. I'll just try to, you know, I just want to fit in and be like one of, one of the guys. And then and here's like, the response. Silence. Crickets. Like, there was nothing. There was, they didn't say anything. So he just, like, stood there. And then uh, the date card arrives, and they're all very... <laughs> They're anxious about who's going to get it. Well, they're obviously always are anxious, but then they're pretty unhappy because Blake ends up getting the one-on-one, which makes them all very jealous. But actually, I think this is the smartest thing that Katie could have done because it's either, okay, let's just figure out if he's, you know, I want to keep him here or not. So let's just get this out of the way and just get this one-on-one. And if I don't like him, I'll send him home. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I like his response to that. He's like, oh, 
well, this is good for me. And he's like, he's like, you know how sometimes like during The Bachelorette, like people like just openly talk about how they feel about certain things. Yeah. So like the guys are just like, you know, quiet and just moody that he's there in the first place he reads the card he's like oh it's for me mm-hmm. and then he's like well this is just great for me i'm gonna go now they're Bye. like are you kidding me yeah yeah so yeah. on their one-on-one they talk about africa a lot because blake says he likes going to africa he likes african animals and he says he goes to africa for months at a time i believe he volunteers or works for some organization involving africa the mm-hmm. continent and then Katie says she's been to Ireland and Taiwan, but not Africa, but those are countries, but whatever. Um, and then they ride horses around and they seem to have good chemistry. And then they have uh, dinner and talks more. And then they have a private concert with the winner of season 17 of American Idol that I've never heard of. Yeah, and I don't watch, <laughs> I don't follow music, so I had no idea. I thought it was just some guy singing. Well, that's it, me too. But then apparently yeah. it was- a winner of a recent season of American Idol, but it's not as popular as it used to be. So no one knows who these people are anymore unless you watch the show. Right. Next up is the group group date. And there's 13 guys on this date. Um, Their date is called Katie's Bachelorette Bash Ball Battle. And they put on wrestling outfits and play some sort of game with a ball. Uh, It's not like an actual sport that we know of. It's some sort of game that they made up for the show. Um, eventually Hunter, who's, we call budget Taylor Lautner turns the game from a lighthearted game into like pretty actually violent, but then the other guys noticed it. He didn't actually hurt anyone too bad, but then the other guys kind of started noticing him like kind of getting aggressive. And then, uh, this guy named Justin actually tackled Michael A from behind, uh, Michael A is the dad. Yeah. Well, one of the dads, there's several who have uh, kids, but, um, they ta- he tackles him from behind. He's not moving. Uh, so that wasn't good. And at the after party, Katie asks Michael if he's okay. And he says he's all right. And he also tells her that the day before was um, the birthday of his wife who passed away. Um, and so she, you know, they had a nice conversation about that. Um, and then the other guys did a bunch of other random stuff like Connor the cat played the ukulele. Don't worry, he was not in a cat costume. That's just Mm. what I call him. Um, And then Katie cried because of his beautiful ukulele playing. And Hunter shows her pictures of his kids, etc. And then Michael A actually opens up to the other guys about being a widow. And Greg is in tears. Like, he's like, I can't believe the strength that you have. And like, you know, everyone's like, wow, that's hard to go through. But Greg is like actively crying. Yeah, Uh, the the whole group was pretty, pretty emotional this this group of guys I, I don't know what to say about them they're very they're, they're very emotional. emotional yeah they're very emotional they Greg all that serious. comes up in the next episode too oh yeah um and hunter ends up with the group date rose and the guys are kind of peeved about that because they don't really like him that much and then okay. lastly for uh last week's episode there's a one-on-one with andrew s they go into the woods and they have you know fairy lights all around and stuff and they uh, do a bunch of small dares and ask each other icebreaker questions and they seem to have good chemistry and he gets a rose. Um, now at the rose ceremony cocktail party, even though Hunter has a rose, he still decides to keep taking time from the other guys and talking to Katie and the guys are not happy about it. And the episode ends where you kind of feel like the bachelorette union is reforming. They're about to 
come together and try to kick someone else off. But yes. you know, more to come in yeah. this next episode. So the, Brian, the, go ahead. With well, the, the six. And, and the union, as we know, has been pretty successful too. Yeah, so far <laughs> two out of two. Yeah. So in week six, it starts off with Justin getting the first one-on-one date and they basically take fake wedding photos. They always do this. Yeah. This happens every season. It's, it's very awkward because I remember Justin's like, wow, I've only been on like one date prior and now I'm taking uh, wedding photos. So, you know, this stuff is very sped up. Well, also throughout the COVID seasons, this is what the third, third COVID season of the bachelor and bachelorette. There's only so many things they can do while at a resort. And this is one of them. So they keep doing it. <laughs> right. Uh, so at the dinner, Katie, uh, who also uh, had her dad pass away, um, she mentions this to Justin and that he won't be the one or he won't be there to walk her down the aisle. And she's So very, that made the date difficult for her that day. Yeah. And that it's, it's very hard to be romantic during, you know, when something sad like that is mentioned and but she then, also mentioned but she like kind of then dropped another bomb like we, like she had mentioned that to other guys before that her dad had passed away but she hadn't mentioned that she found out that the the person that she thought was her dad was not her biological dad until yeah, after he passed away we're like what yeah i wonder if there's gonna be a like a surprise where her actual dad just sees her on tv and it just shows up i don't know yeah i don't know yeah so go ahead uh, so, but anyways, Justin was just sitting there and listening. And, uh, so he, he basically didn't get kicked off. He was, he was, he was a, good, a good connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next up's the group date where there was 10 guys on one date or 10 guys for the, you know, for Katie yeah. at that moment. And there are two drag Queens there. And, uh, basically the drag Queens wanted, uh, each contestant to basically write something up and like throw shade at each other and how, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, each of them was actually the best guy for Katie. And things p- took a quick turn when uh, people basically started taking their turns roasting Hunter mm-hmm. and, and basically saying that he's a super fan of the show and he knows how the show works. And he's already picked, he's already figured out that he's, you know, made top four. Well, he doesn't know. He just had told other contestants that this is the, this is what I think the top four is. And they're like, why are you, why are you talking about this? And another thing is while they were writing their like, you know, jokes uh, and they're talking to the drag queens were coming around and talking. Um, then they're like, oh, are you in love with Katie? And he's like, um, I don't like to throw that word around. And then, you know, during the actual debate, then he said, yeah, I love you to her basically. And they're like, they're like what? We just said that you weren't ready to say that like an hour ago. So he's just saying it to try to get through, you know, try to try to win. Right, right. It, it, he probably thought that was the thing to say in the moment. And yeah. it was, I guess, insincere at that but moment. But anyways, then they give Hunter a turn to talk. And, you know, all these guys, basically almost all of the guys have roasted him and like said stuff about him, how they don't like him, blah, blah, blah. And then when it's his turn to talk, he kind of takes the high road and just says he has nothing to say about the other men or anything. Um and he, that's when he says, you know, I'm in love with you or whatever. Um, and I feel I was, that was kind of like an oh shoot moment for the other guys. Like, oh, like hopefully our plan just didn't backfire. Yeah, like, we've just been saying all this bad stuff, <laughs> all this crap about him. And now he's going to take the high road for once. Like he's been the one that's been causing havoc. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, later that night at the cocktail party, a lot of guys, especially Trey, 
uh, Aaron and James spend their time with Katie talking about Hunter, which is like rule number one, don't spend your time. You have so limited time on this show. So don't spend it talking about other guys. Don't get involved with the drama. Um, for some reason, Katie gets so tired about hearing about this that she actually throws up. Like you can hear the barfing noises on TV. So I don't, I don't think we've coughed so far on this podcast. So, you know, you're welcome for that. But everyone who watched the actual show had to listen to her vomiting on national television. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Connor, the cat is the last one, uh, last one-on-one of this week. And even though they had chemistry on the first night, Katie kind of says she needs to feel chemistry today on this date. Um, but he's just not a good kisser. She, this, it was so bad. I, I well, okay, like- the first time they kissed was, you know, the first night he had the cat costume on, he had the whisker makeup on and it got on her face. Okay. Um, they also had cat paws on that night and he was like grabbing her head weirdly. Like it just didn't. And so then the next time they kissed was like a week or two later. And he's like, you know what? Can we do a redo? I think I didn't do it right the first time. And he did the exact same thing again. And so this date, this one-on-one is their first one-on-one together. She's like, okay, I need to, I need to feel something when he kisses me today. I don't need it to be awkward again. He's had several chances to kiss me and there hasn't been a spark. And so, you know, they kiss on the date, whatever. Then later for the nighttime portion of the date, you know, they show Connor putting on a suit, getting ready for the dinner. And then all of a sudden Katie comes in with a sweatshirt and jeans on and knocks on his hotel door. And he's like, uh-oh, this, she's not dressed up. Something's wrong. Yeah, she has something to tell me. Um, so basically she says, you know, he needs to go home because she's just not feeling the spark with him, which is unfortunate because, you know, he was off to a good start, I felt like, in the first week or two. Yeah, he was very quirky. She seemed to like that. She seemed to like his personality. Mm-hmm. I guess she probably was just not like attracted, attracted to him. She thought she ever. liked so his more humor. Of a friend. Yeah. She liked his humor in the first week of being in the cat costume, but then, you know, that can't last forever. <laughs> that can only take you a couple episodes, apparently. I mean, well, it took him over halfway through the show. So, I mean, yeah. that's farther than probably a lot of people who come in costume go. That is true. That is true. Um, and so Connor goes back to the resort and says goodbye to other guys. And they're actually, most of them, like a lot of them start crying. So like, like you said, it's kind of an emotional group, but you know, they're very, very upset, which it's like, okay, like we get that you're friends, you've known each other for six weeks, but also you're not, you're not all going to be able to marry Katie or yeah. get engaged to Katie. So it's like, Okay, just follow each other on Instagram, become friends after the show, but don't cry over this. Yeah, write each like, other letters. <laughs> it's not like he was going to be here. You don't want him to be here forever because if you're trying to win or, you know, trying to get to the end of this, like you want people to go home. Yeah, I was really, I was also surprised, like the level of upsetness. Yeah. If that's a word. Uh, the other guys like displayed when- There's uh, a lot. It was- <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised too. He's and like, I'm I mean, sorry, I got, I'm, I'm going home. They're like, no, that's, that's terrible. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> they were but, like yeah. really upset. I mean, I guess that means that they all really liked him, which is good. But it's like, again, you want people to go home. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, and then Katie cancels the rose ceremony cocktail party, and then she just does the rose ceremony. Um, Hunter goes home as well as four other guys. Now there's seven guys left at the yes, end of this and, episode. 
and there's there's one guy that that's going home that I'm actually I think he went home at least I think Trey went home was yeah one of the people that went home and I secretly did not like Trey I have to, I have to say because he was the guy that was always going to Katie about someone else he was like the leader oh, yeah. I felt like he yeah. was the leader of like the uh that's true this, like the squad that just t- tells Katie who to get rid of and uh the, yeah, the, she probably was like, okay, it's six, boss. and I don't yeah. know anything about him. So yeah, Trey was the, the union boss, and he uh, he spent more of his time complaining about other people than you know, like actively like pursuing what he had in common with Katie. So I yeah. felt like that was inevitable, but it was still very annoying because no one likes Tattletale. <laughs> so there's seven guys left, and so that means on next week's episode, um, I believe that means she'll get rid of three guys because then the week after that will be hometown dates um, with the remaining four um and i'm not sure if they're like last the last two seasons of the bachelor and bachelorette they've flown the families to the resort to quarantine and all that instead of rather than having them go to the actual hometowns mm-hmm. um so we'll see what happens this time but yeah i think that means there's only four or five more weeks of the bachelorette left i feel like it's going by pretty fast i already i also can't believe that it's the middle of july but you know time's just flying by yeah yeah there's only a i'm not sure how many episodes until like the homecoming but or hometown but uh i think it's two it's two to hometowns and then a few more after that and then it'll be the finale yeah that's that's fast okay next um we're going to talk about uh rui hachimura the guy i named my car after subarui the Subaru. Um, but anyways, I, uh, woke up this morning and Hannah had sent me a text message, uh, of a tweet, um, of this commercial that Rui has been in. Now he has been the Japanese spokesperson for, uh, cup of noodles for probably, I think ever since he joined the NBA, what, two, three years ago. Um, he has been, uh, sponsored by cup of noodles, which is honestly Brian's dream because Brian, you ate uh, cup of noodles, uh, all through college. There was multiple microwaves in the student center and Brian would use two microwaves to put in two cup of noodles at once. But, uh, and also Brian has the connection to Rui. He has his phone number as of what, three years ago. Yes. Unless he's changed it. Unless he's changed his phone number since then. Cause they were in a group project together. Very maybe exciting. I should, maybe stuff. I should send it a text randomly. be like, yo, you, you, you Rui. <laughs> I know. Well, I've several times you've been like, you know, they won a game or some yeah, big accomplishment. You're like, him. Yeah. You're like, should I, should I send a text to Rui? I'm like, no, like he probably has no idea who you are. He was, what, what class was that? Like a religion class? Uh, it was a government class. It was like oh, okay. understanding us politics basically, which I'm not sure. Well, I guess he does live here now, so maybe that is useful. Yeah. But I think it was just an easy class so he could get, you know, stay on the basketball team, basically. So anyways, back to the commercial that Hannah sent me. Rui Hashimura is featured in a commercial with a yodeling fish in a Bavarian dress. It's very... Bizarre. It's very confusing. I really do wish that this aired in the U.S. because it would catch my eye um, because there's you don't hear much yodeling in commercials in the U.S., unfortunately. And I didn't know that Japanese people yodeled even. Um, but he, oh, also, 
we mentioned this before, he is the flag bearer for Japan in the Olympics next week. So watch out for him there. Uh, maybe he'll be sporting a patch that says cup of noodles, but the commercial um, features their curry ramen, as well as a yodeling anchovy dress in a Bavarian dress. Um, and yeah, it's just, it features him dancing. It's kind of like, it's just his head. And then they manipulated the body and the mouth to move along with the music. Um, and he's dancing around. And at one point there's uh, fire shooting him up into the air. And then there's two twirling cup of noodle bowls around him. It's like, well, what is going on? Uh, the whole song is in Japanese. And so someone on Reddit uh, tr- did a translation. So we're not actually sure if this is right, but um, one of the, some of the lines include uh, a star of Toyama who comes to mind. Of course, of course it's Hachimuri, Hachimura Rui. What's Hachimura's favorite food? Just as we thought it's Hime curry. Um, and then at the end, they have Rui's mouth moving up and down, and it says, because it's probably good, buy some, won't you? Of course, this is all translated from Japanese, but uh, What a are... great spokesperson, Rui. Good job. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, I mean, they just had to, they, he didn't do a thing. I think they just took a picture of him and just used his picture and moved his mouth around and moved his face around. Uh, there's mountains in the background, and um, he is from from Toyama, which is near the Tatayama mountain range, which is shown in the background of the commercial. Um, it's part of the Japanese Alps. Um, it's very creative. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I guess he's very, uh, extremely popular in Japan. Like I was, oh, yeah. he was somewhat popular because he was in America. He played in America on a very good basketball team, but he's also on you know, the Olympic team and mm-hmm. he's going to be their flag bearer. He's, he's moving up in the world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a big star. I mean, I don't know if you can get much bigger than a sponsor. The Olympic uh, flag bear. That's well, pretty... and, and for sponsorship from Cup of Noodles. Oh, if, yeah. That's if Cup of Noodles wants it. to sponsor <laughs> this podcast, let us know. We'd be happy. Yes. Or if Rui wants to come and do an ad, a yodeling ad on the podcast, again, we'd be welcome to have any of that on the podcast but yeah that was very funny and thanks to hannah for sending me that because that was a great way to wake up this morning and very unexpected (laughs) yeah it's it's hilarious did you know the american heart association recommends 150 active minutes each week to help with heart health what if you could earn rewards just for being healthy that's where paceline comes in Paceline is a free app that gives you rewards for exercising 150 minutes per week. Keep up a weekly streak and get even more rewards. Every week of your streak, the rewards vary. You can choose from gift cards from Amazon, Starbucks, Target, and more to discounts for products or services, and even donations to charitable organizations. Join me on Paceline. To get started, download the free Paceline app, connect it to your activity tracker, and use our referral code SSSPOD to start earning rewards just for being healthy. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. 
Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash podcast to start your trial and choose your book today. And, uh, you know, speaking of weird things. Yes. So I found, I came across this article on, uh, it's multiple, multiple, uh, newspapers. All across the internet right yeah, now. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, basically, uh, the, the title is people dumped their pets into lakes. Well, uh, fi- goldfish. Yes. And now football size goldfish are taking over. They didn't just dump all their pets. It's just yes, goldfish not, not, not like their dog, not their cat. And so basically, uh, you know, this invasion began innocently enough. You know, you have your goldfish paddling around in your, you know, at home aquarium, minding its own business, disturbing no one or nothing except for the things that might live in that tiny little aquarium. But then now, it becomes like, oh, it's like either a parent who's like, okay, we're done with this goldfish. Like we need to give it away or people just get tired of taking care of the goldfish. And then they're like, you know, what should we do with it? We'll take it to the nearby pond or the nearby lake and set it free. Yeah. And, and, you know, cause you know, this lake's freshwater goldfish live in freshwater mm-hmm. and apparently they really thrive. You know, I didn't think goldfish lived that long, but I mean, I've had several goldfish as a kid and I feel like they lasted like at most two weeks, but sometimes only like five days. Yeah. So anyways, um, some officials in Burnsville, which is a city 50 miles South of Minneapolis, demonstrated with several photographs how massive uh these goldfish can get and the picture right now that there this is attached to this article shows this goldfish it looks like at least two feet long it's bigger than a koi fish yeah this guy is using two hands to like hold it up like a goldfish that's That's ridiculous crazy yeah it's um but a little a few facts about goldfish goldfish can live to be 25 years old Um, weigh as much as four pounds and measure well over a foot long they're also surprisingly resilient they can survive in severe conditions and can weather winters in bodies of water that have frozen over living for months without oxygen so what the heck why can't we keep goldfish alive at home if they can they're this resilient yeah they seem like super durable maybe we're just all real bad what the heck i mean i feel like petco's just screwing us over they're yeah, like, here, you just need this little tank. Goldfish. <laughs> and then every every two weeks, you have to go back and spend five more dollars and buy another goldfish. Um, yeah. Goldfish have the ability to drastically change water quality, which can have a cascade of impacts on plants and other animals. Yeah, that's and so they're that's a the major main, concern. Yeah, that's the main reason why you don't dump them in because, uh, you know, it's going to mess up the ecosystem. Yeah, because once goldfish are in one body of water, they can move to others and then they can be tricky to evict and get out. Um, they can work their way through city storm water ponds and into lakes and streams um, with big impacts because they rapidly reproduce and they survive harsh winters. And yeah, they also say that it's illegal to release goldfish into the state's public waters. Um, goldfish have plagued lots of lakes for many years and it's cost a ton of money to try to clean up this problem. 
which is kind of sad. They estimate that, uh, and this is in Minneapolis, uh, they removed an estimated 30,000 to 50,000 of the fish in one day. Wow. That's a lot. That's so many fish. Um, that's a lot. And and I'm reading also, uh, no, in Washington, sorry, in Washington in 2018, uh, Washington state officials said they would spend $150,000 rehabilitating a lake near Spokane that had been become so overrun with by goldfish that it was hurting the trout population. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is some scary goldfish. <laughs> last last uh, summer, we had the murder hornets taking over. In a few years from now, we're going to have the giant goldfish literally taking over. So if you yeah, have goldfish, do run. not release them into the lake. PSA. Yes, keep them keep them in their tiny little aquariums the whole they probably world won't live that long anyway yeah apparently we're doing everything wrong you yes. can't keep them alive for very long and then apparently when we set them free and don't take care of them at all they're just fine on their own yeah and they can't die and they reproduce and cause all this in the trouts are dying now because of that <laughs> all because of the goldfish oh man that is nuts yeah, maybe maybe I should get a goldfish, you know, in the future if I'm getting a pet. And uh, maybe I don't I don't know why they die so quickly early. Maybe maybe it's the aquarium size. Maybe I'll get like a huge aquarium and see how big it gets. Yeah, maybe know. not. Yeah, who knows? I don't want to mess around with the goldfish. That's that's just scary. Yeah. Yikes. But, well, yeah. <laughs> um, on our next episode, we'll be talking all about the Olympics. Um, the opening ceremonies are next Friday, um, and next Friday, the 27th. And so look forward to that. That'll be releasing partway through next week. We'll be, we usually record the podcast and release it on the same day, but, um, I'm going to be on vacation and then Brian's going to be on vacation. And so we're going to release it while we're on vacation or schedule it. So look for that next week. Um, and Hope you guys have a good rest of your week and yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye.